This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Amazing. What a privilege to just uh, be together again this morning and continue on our series. We are on our third week on purpose. And uh, today we're going to talk about purpose in community and as community. So maybe we can just start off and just open up with word there. Thank you, Father, just breaking up your, open your word today, Father. Lord, but not just breaking it open, Father, but planting the seed, Lord Jesus, that it will come fruit in our lives, Lord. And today, Lord, we receive your word, Father. We open our hearts for you, Lord. And Lord, we will not be the same again because of your word. Amen. Amen. God says in uh, Psalm 119, the opening of your word, of the word, brings light. And may God's light just shine this morning on our lives and on His word. Amazing. So we're going to talk about community, but community forms such a great part of something so big that God has, and, and something so big where you and I are a part of. And, uh, but as individuals, we firstly belong to God. I want to read there in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Or do you uh, not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, who you have from God? You are not your own. Friends, as individuals, we belong to God. Everything I am, everything I have belongs to God. But we also belong to a community that is called the body of Christ. In Romans 12, 5 it says, So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Friends, as individuals belonging to God, we also belong to a body. Of believers. But as a body of believers, we are also called the church of Christ. It's amazing. Colossians 1.18. And he is the head of the body, the church. But friends, as the church of God, we are also called the bride of Christ. Revelations 19.7 says... Let us rejoice and exult and give Him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Friends, isn't it amazing to be part of something so great? But here's the most important and the most amazing part, is that in that greatness, you and I have a purpose. Being, belonging to Christ, being part of the body of Christ, the church of Christ, the bride of Christ. In all of that, you and I have a purpose. Friends, you have something that you can offer, that you can bring, something you can bring to the table. God has given each and every one of us something to contribute. Now I want to take you to our key scripture then in Revelations 19 verse 7, it says, The bride has made herself ready. 
our purpose is to make ourselves ready for the bridegroom. When Christ reveals himself to his bride, us. I remember in 1995, I met this amazing girl. And we started to date. And then in 1999, I asked her to marry me. And friends, that was an exciting time. But it was also a time of preparation. And man, my wife worked so hard in that year, building up to that very special day. She had to organize the dress. I mean, the women would know exactly what I'm speaking of. Uh, She had to organize the dress, the venue, the menu, the cards, the invitations, who are we going to invite, getting the the venue right. She had a lot of preparation to do in that time. And myself, I was busy fixing the house and renovating the house and planning the honeymoon. (laughs) You know, but (laughs) I don't know which part was the most amazing. But anyway, she, she worked so hard, you know, just preparing everything just for that very special day. Friends, Jesus is preparing a place for you and me. Our purpose is to prepare ourselves for that place. I want to take you on a journey and just show you five different ways in which we as a church and as a bride prepare ourselves for that very special day. And I want to, I want to start there. The first, the first area where we prepare ourselves in is to sacrifice for Christ. Matthew 25 uh, one to four says, Then the king of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. Friends, there were five girls who were prepared, who had oil. Then there were five who were not prepared. Because they did not have oil. Sacrifice or surrender to Christ is the oil that fills your lamp and makes your light to shine so that you can be a light to this world. Friends, we need to surrender ourselves to Christ. Christ comes and says, would you marry me? And I need to say, yes, Jesus. I want to marry you. And then we receive the the oil of joy so that our lights can shine. Verse 5 says, as the bridegroom was delayed. I said, Lord, why were you delayed? This is such an amazing day, such a special moment. Christ, why did you delay in coming? And Jesus said, it's my mercy. Because I'm a God of chances. Because there's people that don't have oil. And I'm I'm crying for them. I'm delaying. I want to to come and get my bride. But I'm delaying for those that don't have the oil of joy. That haven't sacrificed. That haven't surrendered to me. I'm giving them opportunity. That's why I delay. And verse 6 says... 
But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Friends, suddenly, it's a reality. The bridegroom is here. And look what happened. Verse 10. And while... And, and, and then the unwise went when they saw and it was a reality. Suddenly now they ran off to get some, to go and buy oil. Because they realized, hey, this, is, this is at hand. This is happening. It's a reality. And verse 10, and while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast. And the door was shut. Afterwards. The other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Friends, if you don't have oil, if you haven't surrendered your life to Christ, friends, don't delay. The bridegroom is coming, friends. There's a line drawn that when you cross that line, you don't have another chance. You will not come back. The bridegroom is delaying, friends, for those that have not sacrificed. I'm, I, come today. How many chances do you want? The bridegroom is coming, friends. If you haven't given your life to Christ, today is your chance. Don't delay. You don't know when your line is drawn and when you cross that line, friends. Go in with the bridegroom. Don't stay behind. I'm going to make an invita invitation at the end. And if God has spoken to you now, friends, the bridegroom is going to call you. Respond to his call. The second place that we need to prepare ourselves is by abiding in Christ. Now, what does it mean to abide in Christ? Abi to abide in Christ means to have permanent residence in Christ. It means to, to live with God, to walk with Him, to have fellowship with Him, to sit at His feet. Me and my family, we live in a, in a, in a house. We abide in each other. We do life together. Romans 3.20 says, I'm knocking at the door. If you hear me, open the door so that I can come in and eat with you and you eat with me. Friends, God wants to come in and abide with you. Uh, John 15.5 If you are in me and I am in you, you will ask what you want. Because apart from me, you cannot do anything. We need to abide in Christ. Friends, many of us are like tenants. Then you live here. Then you live there. We, we don't know where you are. Then you're on fire in church. The next, then when we, when we where's where? Then you're cold, not in church. We don't know where you are, friends. We can't be tenants. We need to abide. We need to be permanent. Residence in God. Why? 1 John 2.28 says, And now, little children, abide in Him, so that when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from Him in shame 
at His coming. Friends, I remember when I started just asking my wife for the first date. We went to a movie, and I was sitting there, and I wanted to hold her hand badly. No, but it was intense. You know, my heart was pumping, yeah, and I, and I, I wanted to hold her hand, but I, I, I didn't have confidence. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I'm waiting for the right moment, you know. Do, just, Lord, just give a breakthrough, yeah. <laughs> but today, friends, taking my hands my wife's hands while we walk and go to sit here wherever. I always, I always hold her hand. It's, it's easy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Friends, when we abide with Christ, we become like Christ. You know, as I walked with my wife, we started to, to learn each other's things. <laughs> you know, we started to become more like each other. And we understand each other better. I know what not to say and what to say. <laughs> you know, so, so many times I, I know what not to say, but then I say it on purpose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to, ah. <laughs> But we learn to know each other. That's why abide in Christ. 1 John verse, uh, 3 verse 2 says, Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him. Because we shall see Him as He is. Friends, if you abide in Christ, you become more Christ-like. Friends, and that's how we prepare ourselves for when the, bride comes to take, the bridegroom comes to take His bride. We become more in His image. By abiding in Christ. Number three, to prepare for Christ is to keep yourself holy. Set apart, dedicate for your bridegroom, for Christ. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 4. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Friends, my body does not belong to me. It belongs to my wife. My wife's body does not belong to her. It belongs to me. I don't have authority over that. It belongs to her. I want to show you something. I brought something with. It belongs to my wife. She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> and in church, she can't do anything. <laughs> but this is very special to her. She treasures this very much. She loves what's in here. So I, I, I brought a glove because I, I, need to, I need to handle this with, with care and make sure that there's no fingerprints on. It's a debit card. <laughs> Whoa. You know what this means? All those coffees with the friends. Shopping in the mall, you know, all those lovely things that, you know, women just love. You know, this, this is, she loves this card. <laughs> now, friends, I want to ask you, can I take this and give it to another person? Why not? Because it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to her. It's not mine to give. If I take it and give it to someone else, I'm a thief. Friends, you don't belong to yourself. 
You belong to God, friends. <laughs> Don't take what belongs to God and give it to this world. It belongs, it's precious, friends. It's holy. It's set apart. It belongs abiding in Christ. That's where it belongs. In the presence of Christ, friends. Let's be holy. I want to tell you the story. Proverbs 31. God speaks to a woman and He says to a woman, Proverbs uh, 31 verse 12. He says to her, uh, when He speaks to her about her husband, He says, And do to him good and not bad all the days of your life. When does your life start? When you were born. Do your husband good and not bad all the days of your life. So when I grow up as a teenager and I date and give my body to any other girl, am I doing my, husband, my wife good? No. Because I don't belong to myself. I belong to my wife one day. It's hers. I must look after her. I can't go and give it to whoever I want. Do her good and not bad all the days of your life. Friends, we belong to God. When God made you in your mother's womb, you see, I knitted you. In your mother's womb, you are mine. You belong to me. Do me good and not bad all the days of your life. Of course, Proverbs 31 is an example of the woman to her husband as we are to God. Let's do God good, friends, in everything we say, everything we do in our life. Number four, to prepare for Christ is to overcome fear. Because fear holds us back for stepping out behind that burning bush and being a vessel in God's hands. Exodus 4 verse 2 says, The Lord said to Moses, What is in your hand? And Moses said, A staff. Friends, you have a purpose in the body of Christ. God's asking, what is in your hands? Each and every one has got something in his hand to offer, to give. Friends, but many times I say, Lord, but I don't have time. Lord, I, I, I don't know the word. Lord, I, I don't have the, the, the means to do it, the, the finances. Uh, I, friends, God is not asking what's not in your hands. Sometimes we, we, we focus more on the, what I don't have, that I don't see what I do have. God's asking, what's in your hands? And then he did something amazing. He tested uh, Moses in Exodus 4, verse 3 to 4. He said to Moses, throw it on the ground. Surrender what's in your hands. So he threw it on the ground, and it became a serpent, and Moses ran from it. He was afraid for it. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff in his hands. Friends. What's in your hand? And then God is asking you, surrender it to me. Because I want it to be about me and not about you. And then God says, when you've done that, now pick it up again so that it can be for my glory, friends. But then, many times we're afraid to pick it up. Because we see the snake. And I don't know what's your snake. Maybe it's a fear of man. Fear of rejection. Fear of praying for someone loud. Fear of 
speaking the word because, Lord, I don't know the word. What will I say, Lord? What will the people say, Lord Jesus? Lord, will I be rejected, Lord? What's your fear, friend? What's the snake, friends? Friends, if you don't pick up that fear, you won't step from behind that burning bush into the destiny and plan that God has called you for. Friends, you need to face that snake. Pick it up by the tail. Now, in Africa, you don't pick up a, a, a snake by the tail because it will come around and bite you. But God wants you to trust Him with it. But many times I think, Lord, I can't do it. I'm not worthy. I don't have what it does. You're focusing on the wrong place. Rather say, yes, Lord, I know I don't, but God. Yes, Lord, I can't, but God. But God. Therefore, Lord, I will pick up the snake, Lord Jesus. And I'm telling you today, friends, it's not a snake. It's only an illusion. It's a fear. It's a staff. It's a purpose that God has placed in your hand. But the enemy wants to make you focus on a snake instead of the staff. Friends, pick up your staff today. Pick up your purpose. God is calling each and every one of us, friends. You have something in your hands. God, God wants to change Rockstop through us, friends. He needs the church, the body of Christ. And the last one I want to go to is to prepare for Christ is to purify yourself. About three weeks ago, I, I, I used the same text, and I want to read it again to you. Matthew 13, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field so that he can have the treasure. Friends, we are God's treasured possession. Jesus left, left heaven, made time for you and me, walked between us and paid the ultimate price and bought you and me as his treasure. My relationship with my wife mirrors that of Jesus and his bride. I remember when I met my wife, this treasure. I mean, I, didn't, I, I could... Spend all the time. I, I could spend money. I had time. I, nothing, I, I, could, I could give up a lot of things for that treasure. And then when, when she said, yes, she'll marry me and I had that treasure. What amazing prize, friends. But a few months in, I realized I received the treasure with the field. And that field came with some thorns. <laughs> and some weeds. <laughs> and likewise, <laughs> you know, I'm including myself here as well. Friends, God has bought the field with the treasure. God has, you are his treasured possession. Friends, God accepts you with your field. Don't say, Jesus, but I'm not ready to commit because I've got too much weeds in my field. Friends, God is taking the treasure with the field. He bought the field for the treasure. But we need to purify ourselves, friends. When there's weeds, Jesus, help me, Father. Forgive me, Lord. Renew my mind. Heal my heart, Lord. Sort out, Lord, I want to... I want to purify my field, Lord. 
I want to be ready for you, Lord. When you come, friends, the king is coming to the field. As we stand here, on the Jewish calendar, we're in the month of Elul. Now, the month of Elul is a month of purification. And in the times of the kings, it was very difficult to get an appointment with the king. You couldn't get in there. You had to go jump through many loops and do many things and act in a certain way. And then if you're lucky, you could stand before the king. But friends, in the month of Elul, the king went out to the fields. And in that month, people could freely approach the king. Friends, the king is in the field. The king is buying the field with the treasure. Let's freely approach the king. He's open, friends. He says, come. Come, my bride. If you haven't received the oil of joy, if you haven't given your life to me, come. Won't you marry me? I'm giving you an invitation. Just say yes. Friends, this morning, the king is in the field. And the king is making an invitation to us. And friends, maybe you've given your life to Christ. But friends, just being here this morning and just hearing the, what God is highlighting. I just believe maybe. God is inviting you. If, you. if you need healing, if you need restoration, the King is in the field. Friends, and I know some of us have prayed for so many times for the same thing. But friends, when God called Israel, it was 430 years. When, when they were taken in Babylon for 70 years, they cried out, but they didn't stop crying out. When they were in Egypt, they cried out. And God said, I hear they cry. Don't stop crying out if you don't see something. Just keep on crying out. Keep on praying. Don't stop. Don't give up, friends. Yet again, the king is in your field this morning. And he says, come this morning. Again, if necessary. Yes, Lord, but I've prayed for my, my son a hundred times. King is in the field this morning again. Don't you want to come and pray again? Friends, we don't know that day or that moment of breakthrough. But we cannot give up. We cannot stop praying. We cannot stop pressing in, friends. Losing hope. Losing faith. We need to stand. Maybe we can stand together this morning. Can we stand? And I want to ask... Is there anyone this morning that haven't given their lives to Christ? Friends, God is in your field. He's giving you a chance this morning to say yes. Is there anyone this morning? You can put up your hand. We want to pray with you. Anyone that's not sure, if you have confidence when the bridegroom is coming for his bride, do you have confidence? If not, friends, is there anyone this morning that wants to give their life to Christ? Anyone this morning? 
friends, can we press in again? If there's anyone that needs prayer for healing, friends, the king is in the field. Is there anyone that wants to pray for a broken relationship? Is there anyone that needs a breakthrough in their finances, their business, or wherever, friends? Friends, I want to invite you to come to the front because we want to pray for you. And, and this day again, we want to say, Father, again, I want to stand in. I can approach you freely. I can approach you freely, Lord. Because the King is in the field. Don't be afraid, friends. Let's come out in faith, friends, even if the whole church comes to the front. Doesn't matter. Is there anyone, if you need prayer this morning, yes, Lord. Anything that you want to pray for. Umkoni is standing in for his neighbor. Thank you, Umkoni. Really appreciate. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, King. King, you're in the field and we approach you freely. Freely. We approach you with confidence in our hearts this morning. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times, or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.